everybody, welcome, welcome to the inaugural episode of The Wondrous World. This is going to be a podcast where we kind of just go and look at the coolest things in the world. My name's Jasper. Um, It's a big day, I guess. (laughs) In today's episode, we're venturing to the realm of genetic engineering with a technology so revolutionary that it might just change everything we know about genetics. It's called CRISPR-Cas9. Now, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of CRISPR, but if you haven't, basically, it's like, imagine if you had a tiny pair of molecular-sized scissors, and you could go into DNA, cut out the parts causing trouble, or parts you want to change, and then replace them with healthier segments or more desired segments. That does sound like something out of science fiction, right? Well, that is basically what CRISPR-Cas9 does. The name CRISPR-Cas9 might sound, I don't know, like science-y. I guess it kind of is, but it's more simple than a lot of other science stuff, I guess. (laughs) CRISPR stands for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats, which is a sort of defense system that's found in bacteria. Cas9 is an enzyme acting like a pair of molecular scissors that can precisely cut strands of DNA. So that's pretty cool. It was originally discovered by scientist Jennifer Doudna and Emmanuel Charpentier. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. I guess I should have done a little more research on how to pronounce stuff. But you know, we're, this is kind of a more of a loose, loose form podcast, hopefully. Just talk about cool stuff. Anyway, so Jennifer and Emmanuel revolutionized genetics when they discovered how to harness CRISPR-Cas9 for gene editing. This was in 2012. It opened a world of possibilities we have only begun to explore. As you might imagine, one of the most exciting applications is medicine. Um, And scientists are experimenting with how CRISPR can be used to cure diseases, specifically genetic diseases um, or predispositions like sickle cell anemia, Huntington's disease, and even certain types of cancer and other forms of predisposition. But it's also being used in many other places um, as it's not really being applied in medicine yet, uh, only in research really. But in in agriculture, Uh, CRISPR could potentially create crops that are resistant to pests and diseases or can grow in harsh climates, helping solve food shortage issues in places that have bad uh, soil or um, places that are not good for plants to grow in, basically. Uh, In staying in agriculture, in animals and livestock, it is pretty crazy too. CRISPR is being used to study animal genetics like in detail that we have never seen. Scientists have even proposed using it to bring back extinct species uh, like mammoths. 
hopefully we just don't make a real-life Jurassic Park, because I don't think that's very good. <laughs> but, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, and the power to edit life at fundamental level poses ethical questions. Um, and that's why it's not really used anywhere uh, in humans. So the questions, you know, are like, how much should we interfere with the nature and it, the natural process? And then where would we draw the line? Uh, you know, despite these concerns, one thing is clear that CRISPR is changing the world and we're on the precipice of a new era in science and how we might use CRISPR to modify genetics of agriculture and humans alike, potentially. Um, but yeah, it's really, the world's kind of turning into real life sci-fi, which is pretty crazy. <clears throat> there, it has been uh, used on humans before, CRISPR, although not without controversy. <laughs> the most striking example is from China in 2018. Chinese researcher, Oh, hey, he, John Cui, um, yeah, I'm not good at pronounce, pronouncing Chinese names, but he, John Cui, uh, shocked the world and announced by announcing the birth, birth of first ever gene edited babies. He used CRISPR to modify the embryos and made them resistant to HIV, which is pretty cool. Uh, to be resistant to HIV, because as of now, only a very small percentage of people are resistant to HIV. But through gene editing, we could potentially make everybody resistant to G HIV. But <laughs> uh, editing humans is not exactly accepted. So <laughs> it, as you can imagine, it sparked significant debate in the scientific community uh, and many understand that we don't fully understand the long-term impacts of gene editing, especially in humans, and that the risk could outweigh the potential benefits. Nevertheless, his work was a stark demonstration of how quickly the science is advancing, and it serves to a call to action for the global community to establish ethical guidelines for the use of powerful tools like CRISPR. He also... Served three years in prison because of it, though. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Was the world just not ready? Or do you think that it was right for him to be imprisoned for editing the genes of babies without regulation permission? That is an interesting question. Well, let's look at some of the ways CRISPR is already reshaping our world. Uh... Imagine a world where we can prevent all genetic diseases before birth. No more cystic fibrosis. No more hunting disease. Or a world tailored medical treatments are the norm because we can modify our own genes to be res more responsive to specific therapies. In the realm of that environment, CRISPR might help us design plants that can withstand climate change 
or perhaps even consume more CO2, assisting our further assisting in our fight against release the release of CO2 that's happening today. What about animals? We could engineer coral reefs to survive ocean acidification or bees to resist colony collapse. Here's where it gets even more sci-fi. De-extinction. Some scientists are considering the possibility of using CRISPR to bring back extinct species, like I said, as the woolly mammoth, by inserting the mammoth genes into the cells of its closing living relative. Anybody guess what that is? You're right, it's the elephant. Not a very hard guess. <laughs> Literally bringing back the woolly mammoth is being discussed. But it's important to remember that with these vast potentials, some significant ethical and practical considerations exist. We need to ensure that our excitement about CRISPR's possibilities doesn't lead us to overlook the potential ramifications. The future of CRISPR looks promising, but it's a future we must approach with careful thought. Probably good regulation and a deep respect for the power of the tools we wield. Because as with any powerful tool, CRISPR isn't without its potential dark sides and corruption. You know, while we've been while we've speculated about the good things of improved health, revived species, and climate resilient crops, we must also consider the more dystopian possibilities apart from the potential of Jurassic Park, I guess. And yes, I know that they're talking about inserting the genes of a woolly mammoth into a DNA, not bringing back T-Rexes. Could CRISPR, for example, be used to create designer babies? Some fear that gene editing could lead to a future where parents can select specific traits for their children, like height, intelligence, or even athletic ability. This not only raises complex ethical issues, but also risks widening social inequalities, not to mention everyone would just continuously getting closer to being the same person. And then there's the potential for bioweaponization. In the wrong hands, CRISPR could be used to engineer viruses or bacteria, create new forms of bio biological weapons, ones that are extremely contagious but still very deadly with a long dormant time where a person is still contagious and then it just wipes out the population. It's definitely a chilling thought, but potentially as the technology continues to increase, that could happen. We also can't ignore the potential ecological consequences. Alterations made to species could have unpredictable impacts on ecosystems. The gene drive technology, for instance, allows a specific trait to be rapidly spread through a population. While it could be used to eliminate pests or disease vectors, what if it goes wrong? The extinction of a species or uncontrolled spread of a trait could have far-reaching effects. These darker possibilities aren't shared to instill fear in you, but to underline the responsibility that we will have to bear when wielding these new technologies like CRISPR. As we stand on the brink of a new genetic era, we must ensure robust, thoughtful, 
debates to guide our way. A future with some similarities to what we've been speculating about were portrayed in the dystopian movie of Gattaca. And if you've seen this movie, it's a great movie, first of all, I recommend. But in this future society, oh, by the way, spoiler alert. <laughs> so if you want to watch Gattaca, maybe don't listen to exactly what it is. But in this future society, children are genetically engineered with selected traits, leading to a world where natural birth is considered inferior to those without genetic modifications. And a natural born face discrimination. It's a stark reminder of the social implications we must consider as we implement technologies like CRISPR. The movie takes us into a society where eugenics isn't just a concept, it's the standard. In Gattaca, parents don't just hope for healthy children, they design them. Genetic manipulation ensures each child possesses the best hereditary traits of their parents. Diseases are eradicated and the people are more intelligent more attractive and stronger. You might be like, that sounds great. Everyone is just smart, attractive, and athletic. But in this world, natural birth becomes a thing of the past, deemed irresponsible. Those born without the aid of a genetic selection are called invalids and are relegated to the menial jobs and are socially marginalized. Not even getting the chance to progress in society. Basically, a ruthless class system, which one could see happening even organically because natural-born children just can't compete with designed ones in any, in any metric. If you're designed to be more intelligent, more charismatic, smarter, faster, more athletic, how is a natural-born going to compete with that? The protagonist in Gattaca, Vincent, is one of the last invalids born without genetic manipulation. Despite his intelligence and determination, he's perceived as inferior simply because of his natural birth. His struggle against genetic determinism is a stark reminder of the social implications that genetic technologies like CRISPR can bring. The movie itself serves as a cautionary tale, highlighting potential pitfalls of a society overly relying on genetic perfection. It questions the very definition of perfection and whether it's ethical to alter humanity to such extent. Anyways, aren't our imperfections what make us human? I'm not sure personally if I'd want to live in a world where everyone was just perfect. I feel like some of the best moments come from our imperfections. But it's not just humans in healthcare where CRISPR can make waves. It's agriculture and livestock, as we've talked about, as we face climate change and booming global population, CRISPR may well be a crucial tool in securing our food future. To get more in depth into the agriculture side of it, researchers have been using CRISPR to engineer crops that are more resistant to certain diseases and pests, tolerant to drought, and can even provide higher yields. 
Picture a world where our food crops can thrive despite changing climate conditions and rising temperatures, and where high-yield crops can be planted in places that originally couldn't support such crops. An example of the development is the development of mushrooms that don't brown as quickly. By using CRISPR, they've been able to turn off the genes responsible for the browning reaction. These engineered mushrooms have a much longer shelf life, reducing food waste and allowing for further transportation. And this is just the beginning of the possibilities. In livestock, farmers and breeders are looking for crisp, to, to CRISPR to improve animal health and productivity, kind of like genetic engineering that we talked about for humans, but for livestock. In a bid to reduce the need for painful dehorning in dairy cattle, scientists have used CRISPR to breed hornless cows. Pigs have also been edited to carry less body fat, increasing their resilience to cold weather and reducing their need for energy-intensive heating. While these advancements could potentially transform our agricultural sector, they aren't without controversy. They spark ethical and regulatory debates. Where do we draw the line between improvement and interference? And how do we ensure the benefits of this technology are accessible to farmers everywhere? So, closing, what is the line? I don't know. Because <laughs> in how I see it, like curing chronic and genetic diseases seems like a good thing. Making everybody HIV resistant seems like a good thing. But where do you stop? Where is it that you stop considering stuff, you know, like a, not necessarily a disease, but where do you call it unethical to make these improvements? Would you make everybody have perfect eyesight? Would you make people not short? Would you continue to make everybody attractive? And then you can easily so see how the snowball would roll into a big snowball <laughs> and uh, you could get to a world like Gattaca. I'm not sure. Um, maybe we could make regulations for stuff to only do with diseases. But then again, you could change the definition of what a disease is. Like eyesight, for example. Would you consider myopia a disease? Interesting things to think about, anyways. Anyways, thanks for listening to The Wondrous World. This is the first episode. Um, if you've made it this far, thank you. It's, uh, you know, bear with me as I learn <laughs> how to podcast. So, yeah. Tune in next week.